Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Brian Castle, who is the founder of Zip Message, is a fellow podcaster from bootstrapweb.com. Hi, Brian. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hey, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Very excited to talk more about all the tremendous experience you have in product, uh, because I know you've had repeat success in product, having built and sold also multiple product businesses. But um, kind of before we get started, it'd be great to go into a little bit more about your background. So wherever you kind of want to start would be great. And one burning question I know that I have, and I'm sure the audience is curious to learn more about as well, too, is how you decide, you know, what to work on. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great question, really, hard, really tough one to to answer sometimes. Um, you know, I I guess I, I tend to work backwards when I get asked that question. Uh, you know, today I'm very much a product person. I'm working on the product zip message every single day. I talk to customers every day. I'm designing, I'm coding in the product, uh, managing the feature roadmap and just shipping. You know, that's that's what I love to do every day. I've been doing it for the last uh, couple of years on on software products. Um, zip message is the one that I've been focused on for the last two years. Uh, moving backwards before that, uh, I had a, I had several companies and, and products, uh, of all different types, uh, that spanned over the course of about, um, about 10 to 12 years before this. Uh, and the, and those have ranged from other SaaS products, you know, software as a service to, uh, productized service businesses. Um, uh, I've had a, a course, I've done some coaching, uh, you know, I've done WordPress plugin products in the, in the past. And even before all that, I did some consulting and, and freelancing. So uh, I've, I've sort of done it all over, over these years. Um, uh, yeah, I, so the, the other big chapter of, uh, of my career before Zip Message was a business called Audience Ops. That's a productized service business. Um, uh, they do content uh, as a service, like a, a team of writers doing blog content. I ran that for almost seven years and I sold that business in 2021. Um, uh, moving backwards before that, I had a SaaS slash service business called Restaurant Engine. That was like a website business, web website, websites for restaurants and hotels, um, sort of half SaaS, half service. I did that back in 2011, sold it in 2015. Um, during those, those times, I was, I was actually running multiple uh businesses like uh several side hustles uh one of them was called productize and that is a course and a community and a coaching service uh, all about productized services um i have since sold that business as well uh in 2021 uh, james sowers ha ha has taken that over um and uh yeah i mean you know there there've been a lot of other like smaller products some of them didn't get off the ground some of them were just very much like side hustles um, experiments and things like that i'm always experimenting with stuff but i'd say over the last two years i've been the most focused on a single business and that's that's a zip message the, the SaaS product now uh, so many questions from there as you can imagine <laughs> uh and i can certainly relate to what is a key part of your history where you've worked on a number of different things at different times sometimes multiple things at the same time so it's good to know I'm not the only one out there <laughs> who's doing that as well, too. It's certainly not without its challenges, but it does make it interesting. The next uh, kind of most relevant question I feel like I have for you based on a number of things that you shared in terms of having started, run, and then sold several product businesses is ultimately what have you, basically what has been part of your decision-making process when it comes to selling? And when do you kind of 
uh, feel like, has there been any kind of pattern there in terms of like when you decided to sell something? Yeah. I mean, there, it's not like a, um, a process that I just continuously repeat, although I have sold multiple things. Uh, it, it, it sort of came about in different circumstances each time, but in 2021, I actually sort of just sold everything that I had in my portfolio, like all at once with the exception of, of zip message. Like that was sort of a decision in 2021 where, where I had just started to accumulate and build up a number of different products and, and businesses, uh, some much larger and more significant than others. Um, and, and I sort of just made the decision, like, I think at this stage in my career, I'm ready to just really go all in and, and try to focus as much as possible on a single business. Um, so that was the main driver in, and, and, and so in 2021, I, I essentially sold like six different businesses, but some of them were tiny, you know, like just a couple thousand dollars, others, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and, um, so that was sort of just a, a, over the course of five or six months there, I, I exited everything except for zip message. Um, back in 2015, I sold restaurant engine. That was sort of a decision after four years of bootstrapping that I was just a little bit burnt out on that business. Um, and, and also like that was selling to the restaurant industry and I have no personal connection to the restaurant industry. So I, I didn't really have any interest in like pursuing that as like a career long company. Um, that was much more of a learning business, if you will, and a stepping stone. I mean, it was a, it, it was a, it really was an impactful exit for me at the time, but, um, it was sort of like my first, uh, base hit of a business, if you will. And then, um, audience ops was one that I had held on for six, for, for almost seven years. Um, I had considered selling it a couple times before I did. And then in 2021, I was sort of just finally ready to like move on to the next chapter in my career. And, you know, that's a productized service business. So, um, what happened with that one was that I, I built it intentionally to a point where it was really running without me in the day to day. Like I was not even touching that business. I had managers in place. I had a whole team in place. Um, so it was like a nice business to sort of like self fund all of my other software products at the time. Um, but I think at, you know, the market in 2021 was a good time to sell a business, um, good time to, t to sell that type of business. Uh, Zip message was gaining steam at the time. So I just felt like it was the right time to sort of move on and, and also like mentally, like, like get a lot of clarity and, and free up my mind space to like not have all these entities under my portfolio. So sort of a different circumstance on each one, you know? Yeah, it's super interesting. You mentioned a couple of things thus far that I wanted to follow up on as well, too. One was the kind of that uh, element of focus, a couple of different types of businesses in there as well, too. So all largely product, but different kind of probably behind the scenes, the SaaS versus the productized service. I know we could probably talk a lot about that, but one thing in particular I'm curious about is uh, first, probably the kind of that focus element. I know that sounds like it's kind of a new chapter to a certain extent or phase that you're in at the moment, but how would you describe, you know, ultimately what you had been doing is what it sounded like focusing on either multiple businesses at the same time or businesses in different phases, even at the same time versus now like the focus at what it's, which it sounds like is primarily on zip or uh, on zip message. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, before, uh, when I had all those business, like there, there was a, 
period there between like 2014 and tw- and like 2020 where I, w- I literally owned and ran like something like five or six different active businesses. Um, but the, the reality. And so around that time I was always known as like this person who has like a whole portfolio, many things going on, but the reality is I only actually spend my hours working on one thing at a time and everything else sort of just runs on autopilot um, or on, on hold or maintenance mode until I return to it. Um, And, and that worked fine. Uh, I mean, it, it did mean that like some businesses sort of just coast and they don't necessarily grow very much while while I'm not focused on it, but that's sort of by design, you know Um, there are some that I just wanted to, let sit in my portfolio. And, and and then ultimately in 2021, I decided like, you know what, I'm, I don't think I'm going to come back to these businesses and try to grow them. So I might as well just try to sell them. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but I, I think that, um, you know, it, if I'm doing anything that's like running multiple things, I, I definitely always want to try to work on something where I'm going to put a lot of effort into this. The effort happens now, but, but the, the the return on that effort uh, should continue even after I stop working on it, you know, and it's, and that's especially the case when I was building a productized service business. Like I was never interested in being the one delivering the service, like being doing consulting or doing like, um, you know, uh, writing articles for clients. That's what audience ops did. But I, I, I was never the writer on that stuff. So it was always like, let me build processes that other people can carry out so that this business generates revenue and it doesn't require me in the day to day. Um, I mean, it's different now that I'm, now that I'm working on zip message where I, I actually really love working on the product every day. Um, I have a, a small team working with me, but uh, I'm not trying to like remove myself from the day to day. Now, now, now I actually really um, get a lot of personal value out of working in this business every day. That's cool. Do you think that's because of the type of work that you're doing? And it is there like a novelty element for you as in like, it's an opportunity to learn to an extent, as in like, what would you keep? What would you credit to be the key differentiator between previous businesses where you had kind of the end goal in mind to build yourself out of them versus uh, zip message now where you are like, you're getting a lot of engagement out of being involved in the day to day? I think that um, it just really fits my personal like just this model of, of a SaaS business, a software business. Um, it really fits my personal strengths as, as a professional. And that is like, I would say I'm a designer first. I, I would really like a product designer first. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm both, I do both design and technical, like I'm a technical designer. So, uh, I like to design a product from the user experience all the way down to the database and and really have my hands dirty in, in all levels of that stack in terms of how the product is designed and executed and ultimately the the user experience and and the and the value and the utility that that it that it brings to our customers um so i i like that whole cycle of like talking to customers understanding what they need out of this product and then designing the best solution the most elegant solution making it a really a seamless experience. So like that whole creative process is that even going back uh, to the, my very early days, I started as like a, a web designer, essentially front end and, and design. Um, but I've always lo- loved that mix of, of like creativity and technical 
implementation, you know? Um, so being able to work on the, on, on a SaaS product where I'm like on my screen right now, I've got, I've got code, I've got design open and I'm, uh, and I'm thinking about what, what our customers need. So like that, that's just a, you know, like that, that's really enjoyable to me. I mean, I would say the, the nice thing having done all those other businesses over the last 10 years is that that also helped build up sort of a tool belt of other skills like marketing skills, copywriting, um, sales. I've done a lot of sales calls over the years uh, across different businesses, talking to customers, getting really comfortable with like interviewing customers and doing customer research. I've gone pretty deep on that, especially in zip message. Um, and, and so like all those skills have, have helped to, to sort of build up. Like, I think really every entrepreneur needs to, needs to get some chops on, on all those things. Um, but having, you know, because you, you'll hear a lot of advice out there, like, yes, you have to st- just focus on a single business. And even though that's what I'm doing today, I don't necessarily agree that that's the right advice for most people in their career, especially if you're earlier in your career, I think you're actually much better off doing multiple things. Um, you know, whether they're small products or service businesses, plug-in products, SaaS products, courses, um, you gain so much experience and, and like, um, just chops when it comes to copywriting or putting up websites or talking to customers or doing sales. Like these are skills that you're going to need no matter what business you end up settling into. So, uh, I, I feel like I've really benefited from like jumping around a lot in my first 10 years and then, and then getting to a point where I'm a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, uh, I figured out a thing or two. I'm still don't know what I'm doing on on a lot of things. So, um, but, but I have come to a point where it's like, I want to sort of point all that energy in one direction now. I love that take. And I wholeheartedly agree as well, too. It might seem counterintuitive based on some of the feedback that the common knowledge or whatever that's out there, but I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've really enjoyed the having be being able to experience working on multiple things because it enables me to make progress more quickly and figure out like the right overlap of like passion, proficiency, demand in terms of what it is I really want to focus on. So like you said, as you get a little bit older, a little bit more experience, that stuff starts to become clearer and then you can always focus as well too from there. But you've got that experience and you've got a lot of these skills that are really important in product. And I've heard you mention the customer research element multiple times. Couldn't agree more. I would argue that is by far the most important, right? A lot of what you're talking about is important, but that one is super critical to making real progress here, something you've been able to do repetitively, which is exciting. And perhaps we can dive into that, maybe even a little bit more detail around the context of zip message, which I'd love you to talk more about, you know, since that's obviously your current focus now, what that project is, that value proposition, then I'd love to go into, you know, how a little bit more in terms of the philosophy or process that you follow from a customer research perspective. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I've really gone deep on customer research uh, this past year um, in ZipMessage. So, you know, when ZipMessage started, uh, and and this is still the core of what we do today, it's it's essentially a tool for asynchronous messaging. Um, and it makes it really easy to just send a link to anyone like a client or a customer or a freelancer or a coworker. And you can uh, record video screen, camera, audio only, or use text. And then you can easily go back and forth all threaded on one page. So one asynchronous conversation all on one page. Um, and it's, and it's a really, uh, 
easy and frictionless experience, especially if you're sharing a conversation link with a client or a small group that you're working with. Um, and so, you know, it just really makes it uh, frictionless for someone else to be able to receive your link and click record and just start replying to you with, and, and, you know, essentially it replaces the need for like a zoom call or meetings, um, calendar appointments and things like that. So that's where we've started. And we have a really great experience around the, the, that async communication, um, piece. But over the last two years, one thing I've, I've learned is that, um, professional coaches are, they, they really get the most value out of zip message. Um, they use it to communicate with their clients. They do asynchronous coaching with their clients. Maybe they do some Zoom coaching, but then they'll use ZipMessage for for messaging with having like a message thread open with a coaching client in between their calls. Um, they're using it for group coaching and running you know group coaching programs. And so so now we've we've gone through this process. We're still in the middle of this process of of really building out uh, ZipMessage into a platform that coaches. Uh, can launch and build and run their coaching programs through. Um, again, it, it it does the communications stuff, the messaging with clients at its core, especially with with video and mobile and all that. But um, we're getting into things now where uh, like we're building automation workflows, so you can have like interactive courses or interactive coaching. Uh, you know, automated scheduled out messages going out to your coaching clients and things like that mixed in with some personal personalized replies. So a lot of really powerful um, things around coaching communication that that's where we're sort of heading with the product. And and all of that is based on, I've done maybe 40 or 50 customer interviews uh, this past year uh, talking to coaching, you know, coaches who use that message um, uh, a lot of market analysis, looking at our user base, our customer base, surveys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's all getting kind of folded into uh, our product roadmap for, for ZipMessage. Love it. And where I would love to go, well, there's two places I want to go, but the first one is I've been here myself personally, and I know a lot of other product people have as well too. And it's one of the more common questions I get from folks that are trying to start new product businesses. And it's, you know, I've heard you describe basically how it sounds like ZipMessage is good fit from a product market fit perspective for these professional coaches love to know more about how you figured that out or uncovered that because there's sometimes this like chicken and egg problem where it's do i take my product and do i sell it to the open market and then wait to see who bites on it and then figure out like what the right combination of those might be from there or do i go like after a specific vertical and then try one and if that doesn't work go to the next one and keep doing it that way love to know if you took really either of those approaches or really what yours was and how you figured that out. I, I've taken both now with zip message and um, it, to, to be honest, this has been a pretty big challenge uh, and, and I've taken a kind of meandering path through this. Um, it's out of the gate when it started, it, it launched around in, in early 2021. It was pretty wide open and, and I did pretty early on see the pattern of like, th there are some coaches using this. So I saw that and I thought about niching down to coaches right from the get-go, but I also saw a, a wider range of users finding, just being really interested in and starting to use ZipMessage. So we saw um, just remote teams using it. We saw sales teams, we saw consultants, agencies, we saw coaches. Um, and, and so I sort of just embraced that, like maybe it's just a horizontal product 
we'll sort of launch it and and open it up to everyone. And that's what we did for the first year. Um, and it wasn't until about a year in that I started to notice that some users and customers are uh, much more engaged than others. Um, and that's that's where the research led me to, okay, it, we do see a mix of users, um, but the ones who are professional coaches are the ones who are uh, the most engaged, the most active, uh, the highest value customers. And so then I just went really deep into learning everything about what a coach does for a living and, and what their aspirations are and the tools that they're using and what they're how they build their business, how they structure it, um, and what they're because they they actively use Zip Message today. Um, but uh, we can and we should be doing much more for coaches uh, to cover a lot more of their their needs when when it comes to running, you know, group coaching programs and solo uh, like one on one coaching programs, um, automated coaching, selling you know the ability to sell c- access to your coaching uh, programs. Um, all of that is sort of being rolled into uh, zip message now and, and that's all based on really deep um, research and, uh, and and interviews and you know we've we've begun to design and ship a lot of these features now um, and so uh, you know i've I've showed uh, the upcoming features to uh, smaller groups of coaches and and really getting buy-in on you know where this product is headed Love it. So it sounds like it was kind of a combination of both, essentially, like keeping keeping watch over those patterns, and then seeing ultimately where traction was strongest, then looking for opportunities to niche down from there, and then dive deeper from there, even with the research process. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about what your research process looks like, like how structured is it? Is it consistent from interview to interview? Do you roll like lessons from one end to the next and just update the process moving forward. Like what does that look like in order to get what you'd like to get out of that process? Yeah, I, I do research in a number of different ways and sometimes it's different at different phases of the business. Um, and I've, you know, I've launched multiple new businesses over the last 10 years. And it, at the very beginning, like when it's a brand new business, maybe in like a pre-launch mode before the product is even ready, I usually start with a landing page that has an email capture for the early access. And after they go through, after they enter their email, it goes straight to a survey with, I don't know, like a, a bunch of detailed questions where I'm asking them to freeform write. And then after reading every one of those survey responses, then I usually invite people to interviews um, based on their responses from the survey. And that's, that's usually how I start with like early market research for, for a new potential product. Uh, you know, fast forward to a year or two into the product and I have some like automated surveys in place in our onboarding process. I could see, you know, like they'll check a box, like I'm a coach or I'm a remote team or I'm a sales team or something like that. That gives us some data. Um, but then I just started, uh, really, um, just personally inviting customers to interviews. And over this past summer in 2022, I really dove deep using the jobs to be done uh, methodology of of interviewing. So I've done a lot of like async messaging with with customers, and Zip Message is actually really great for that. Um, but I also went through a process of inviting people to actual live Zoom calls, forty five minutes plus, where I'm following the the jobs to be done uh, 
methodology of, of interviewing. So I started doing these interviews and th- those followed a progression too. So early on, um, it was like, let's just interview like a bunch of our customers just to see who is the best customer. I, I interviewed coaches. I interviewed non-coaches, consultants, just SaaS teams, remote teams, whoever's using it. And, um, and out of that first batch, maybe like 15, 20 inter- interviews, I, I learned like it's definitely coaches that uh, are the best uh, type of customer to focus on. And then I spent like the next 30 interviews just t- talking to coaches um, and I adapted the questioning to them about how do you structure your, your coaching programs, which tools are you using, um, you know, what are you trying to achieve and, and how do you interact with customers and things like that. Um, and, uh, and then that's sort of, that sort of like ha- has informed what we're building and shipping now. Love it. Big fan of the jobs to be done framework as well, too. And, uh, like Clayton Christensen's book, uh, competing against luck, amazing stuff. Uh, every product person should read that so much valuable stuff in it. It's a great perspective to think through as you're doing the research element and, uh, often glossed over and wouldn't really, it shouldn't be because there's so much value in that as a process. For sure. Awesome. Uh, I still have about a million questions for you, but I know we're coming up on time. So the last one that I'll ask about, which is a super interesting topic, and I'll also give a nod to the, I love dog fooding a good product. So it's awesome that you're able to use zip message for the actual research purposes. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's brilliant. So that's really it's actually cool. really, honestly, it's really great. It's not, I'm not trying to like overly promote it here, but yep. what one thing that I've done, you know, picking up on the customer research stuff. So I have this like group of, coaches that I started with like live interviews with them. And I did like the jobs to be done 45 minutes to an hour, you know, recorded the calls, took notes, all that. But after that, I've been staying in touch with a core group of them as, as now, now we're in the phase of like designing and building and shipping these features. So every couple of weeks, I send them a zip message update on video to show them here are some mock-ups of what we're building um, or here's here's the roadmap of what's coming next, and then they get back to me with with their detailed feedback. And I mean, I'm talking about like 15, 20 minute responses from customers, just going line by line. Like, this is how I would use this. This is that that doesn't look quite right. I have a feature request on this. Can it work this or that way? Um, and just going back and forth uh, that way asynchronously has been incredibly valuable. Um, And I, I really believe that like, like, yeah, like live calls are, are good in some specific Mm -hmm. cases. I think for jobs to be done interviews, those are pretty good for live calls, but I really think that there's a, a bigger benefit to using asynchronous. It's, it's not just that it's more convenient and we can do it across time zones and different things like that. It's also like having space in between. Our yeah. messages gives us that space to prepare notes. Like I, I often put a list of talking points on the screen before I hit record. Um, you know, we have the ability to pause and continue. We have the ability to edit a, a, a message before sending it back. You can discard it and re-record it if you want to say it a little bit tighter. Um, I'll, I'll receive a customer's question or some feedback and then I'll go take a walk or maybe respond the next morning. And so, I'm coming back to them with a much higher value response and I'm getting the same back from them. Whereas if, if we constantly keep getting back on these like live calls, then not only is it it's draining on our calendars and everything, but it's also like, uh, we're on the spot. I, if I have a question for you 
and I want to get your honest feedback, you might just blurt back whatever is your gut reaction on something, but that's, that might not be the true insight that I need. It, I, you know, maybe you, you need a bit more time to think about it and consider your response. And then that's the nugget that I actually needed. But you know, t- how many times do you look back on a live meeting or live call where it's like, oh, I wish I would have thought to say that, but I forgot to mention it in the moment. You know, um, that, that, that's to me the value of, of communicating asynchronously. That's really thoughtful element that I hadn't considered previously and absolutely well said. You get to take time to really prepare what it is you want to say and in the way you want to say it. Yeah. It undoubtedly more than likely comes out more clear and concise probably every time. So it isn't just more efficient. It's also more effective, which is really interesting. So that's an exponential 100%. improvement communication wise. It's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, my I, team, I, I've got a small team, a uh, couple of other developers, a couple of people working on marketing stuff. We are 100% asynchronous. We're, I mean, we're across continents too. Um, but like, I've never felt productive when I have mm-hmm. meetings, like live meetings with my team. It, they're just more distractions. And, and again, it's that same thing of like, we're sort of on the spot here, uh, but we send face-to-face video updates on a daily or weekly basis with detail. We're having like detailed meetings. We're just doing them uh, dripped out over a couple of days. And, cool. and it's like, and we have really, really high quality interactions that way. You know? Very cool. So there you have it, folks. You can run a SaaS company asynchronously, right? <laughs> Using this message, yeah. we we do standups like like weekly standups, just posting a, a five minute update into into Zip message. Yeah, That's so cool. I dig it. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean, I know there's a bunch of people out there that are, are trying to like hack meetings and stuff like that, but most of the time, I feel like meetings there's just so much waste, like real time meeting, and they're expensive. So many people on them sitting there. Most people can't. Everyone can't participate at the same time, right? So it's like one person, and as you add people then it becomes that much more expensive, like double and tripling. It's crazy. So 100%. more efficient effective thing, is better. The other thing is that in, in zip message, you have it all logged on one page. So, mm-hmm. and, and it's really common that we'll have like some videos, some are just text and we transcribe every, every recording that you do. So nice. it's all, it's all there on the page. And it's, it also makes it easy to like, we literally have a little navigation menu where you can like, just like jump back to the message from five days ago. Amazing. Um, and, you know, again, if, if, if that was like an hour long zoom call, yep. you sort of just have to remember what was said, maybe hope somebody took some notes, maybe you recorded it, but then you got to like scrub through that recording to find that point. Um, in yep. zip message, it's, it's all there. It's all labeled. It's all, it's right there. Love that because even platforms that I'm doing async on now, like Slack, right, where I use pretty heavily for a couple of entities, I can never find anything <laughs> when I need something It's very difficult to find. So I get the async benefit, but if I want to retrieve anything, I can't. That sounds like it solves that problem as well, too. Yep. Sure. Very cool, man. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Super valuable, as always. Uh, we're crazy excited to see what's next for Zip Message. And uh, that would basically be the question I have for you is, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? But more specifically, where can people go to learn more about Zip Message and find out if it's right for them? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know zipmessage.com, uh, that's where it's all happening. And um one of the cool things is you can like reserve your own name, right? Like, so like I have an intake page where anyone can message me at, at zipmessage.com slash Brian. Um, so, you know, every account get, gets that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all uh, there. We are really active on the roadmap right now. We're, we're about to ship 
uh, automation workflows. Uh, you know, we'll be shipping a thing called programs and spaces, uh, sort of like uh, small community spaces for coaches, um, and then payment options coming up. So all that stuff is coming in like early uh, 2023. Super cool. Very exciting. And I'm encouraging all my listeners to go check it out. Um, I've seen multiple products that Brian has built and they've all been amazing. Uh, zip message is really cool as well too. Uh, anything that can, I'm, I'm obsessed with efficiency and zip message really hits that nail very well. <laughs> so check it out. Um, you'd be just not more effective, but you can be more efficient as well too. So thanks a ton for being here, Brian. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, John. This was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of product launch. I hope you got value out of it. I like to feature product people on my podcast because that's who I love to help. I'm a product strategist and I can help you scale your business and grow your profit through a product. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you, email me at sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. Or visit my website at nextstep.io. That's N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io.